and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parashash of Tim, and it says, There must not be found among you one who passes his son or daughter through fires, one who uses divination, one who predicts through auspicious times calculations, or through omens, or one who practices witchcraft, or a group charmer, or one who consults the witchcraft, of Og, or Idioni, or a necromancer. For anyone who does these things is an abomination to the Eternal, and on account of these abominations, the Eternal, your God, is driving out the nations before, before you. And then the Torah says something that is beautiful and says, You shall act a tamim, you should be tamim, you should act straightforwardly, you should act wholeheartedly with Hashem, and then you will be with the Eternal, your God. So this pasuk that we should be straightforward, that we should be wholehearted with God, eh, many commentators say that this word tamim really means simple, to be a simple person in front of God. And uh, so what are we? Eh, is, the, is the Torah encouraging us to be fools? Is this is what it's telling us? Because for us, the word simple, a simple person, is a person that is, you know, a simpleton. So. In reality, the, the Torah is telling us here that one thing is to be a spiritual person. A spiritual person is a person that, uh, that has a connection with his, with his soul, is a person that is searching, is a person that, that wants to be connected to God or something bigger than him. And this is very much encouraged in the Torah life. Like you're, 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 you're free to question and question, maybe not always you're gonna get the answers, but we can question and we can search and we can uh, get to know Hashem through learning Torah and doing mitzvot. But spiritualism, on the other hand, is something that is forbidden to us. And, uh, and it's described as the practices of dabbling in the occult, such as trying to communicate with the dead, in ancient times, these activities were referred as sorcery or black magic. So for Jews, spirituality is accepted and spiritualism is completely forbidden. We are not allowed to go to a, to a palm reader or a fortune teller or anything of this. This is much discouraged from us. So it's saying here that this word tamim, wholehearted or straightforward as the, as the Torah translated, it comes from the same root as the word tam, and tam means a, a, a simple. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's such, which is such that in the, in the, in the Passover Seder, one of the, of the four children, one of the four sons, it's, it's called a tam, which is the simple, simple son, the one that is lost in life. He's so simple, he doesn't know what, even what to ask. So he's, it, it, it describes him as someone that is ignorant and foolish. So this is a, a quandary here, like Hashem is asking us to be simple and foolish. What is he asking from us? So really, why would the Torah use a word here that conveys a lack of intelligence? Clearly the Torah is not encouraging us to be fools. It's on the contrary, the Torah is, a, is a, we're the people of the book, the Jewish people, we're the people of using our heads. So. The accepted explanation is that the Torah does not mean simple in the sense of unintelligent or fool or, or a person that 
doesn't know anything. Really simple, it's talking about in a sense of straightforward and wholehearted, a person that is simple in his faith. And um, the Rebbe, the Rebbe Shalom Dovber Schneerson of Lubavitch, he, he has a beautiful discourse called Exploring the Soul. He it describes the, that there's Reuta uh, Deliva, which is a simple uh, um, uh, emotion that is embedded in our essence. Um, intellectually, we can come to love Hashem by using our intellect and by uh, meditating on the greatness of God and being grateful and looking at our blessings and kind of, and looking at all the good things in our life and seeing the Ashkaha Pratis, the divine providence that's in the world. Intellectually, we can come to generate all this loving and desire for God. But the Rebbe here explains in this in this discourse that there's a, a, um, there's a, in the in the godly soul in our essence. There is a love and a desire for God that is not something that we have to produce. It's not something that we have to generate with anything or, or look for it or build it up or nothing. It's just part of us. It's part of our essence and it's there. It's like a, the car comes with the gadgets, comes with the, with the windows and the air conditioning and the air condition and the, you have the radio and the speakers and all these gadgets that come with a car, they're part of the car. So the same way the godly soul has this, uh, this, um, this simple love and desire for God. It's there, it's embedded in us. The problem is that when we get uh, too attached to the material world, then this, uh, this essence, this simple essence, this simple desire and love for God gets covered with, uh, let's say, dust, and it cannot be revealed. So through Torah and through mitzvot and through really connecting to God and prayer and, and, and living a life in which you live according to Hashem's will and Hashem's desires, then you're able to access this simple love and simple desire for God. So what the, the Torah is telling us is walk with this simpleness inside of you. You have it. It's part of you. You just have to reveal it. You don't have to create it. You don't have to do anything. You just have to bring it out. So here when it says the time is the simple sun in the, in the cedar, what it's telling us here is that this is not the meaning of what this pasuk is telling us. Here in the Torah, what it's telling us is that we should not be over sophisticated. We should not be cynical people. We should be filled with faith of, faith of God, simple faith, and with not, not having a need to understand everything and know everything that will take us to look in all the wrong places, dark corners of the world, which will bring us to a very dark place. So this explanation it would help us understand a traditional ins inscription on many Jewish graves, tombstones, where it says, Ishtam ve'yashar, here lies a simple and upright man. Would any simple in the context does not mean unwise? It means simple and hard-hearted in his faith. That his faith was a simple faith. It was he, he, he knew Hashem was there. He knows Hashem built the world. He has no doubt about it. He knows there's a purpose. He knows there's a meaning in the world. And he goes with God. He goes with God's plans. And the term is used to praise an upright individual who lived his life in honesty and rectitude 
and sincerity and wholeness. So the simple person accepts that God alone is the master of the universe. He doesn't try to outsmart his creator. He doesn't try to be uh, better than God. Like some people question the world and how it's functioning. And it's like, okay, if you would be God, what would you do? There's a very important book by Rabbi Ari Kaplan that says if, I, if you were God, if you were God, that's the name of the book. And, and it, it talks about how people would act if they were God. So this, uh, this, this uh, tam, tam, tamim, what it means is that we're not smarter than Hashem. We're not trying to outsmart him. We don't know more than him. And if, if God decides to take his loved one, he does not feel the need to find this loved one, this person that left this world, to have to go to, to, to witchcraft and all these people to be able to connect to their loved ones. They do it in a different way. They do it by donating a separate Torah, by doing more mitzvahs, by helping a person in need. And that's the way, that's the Jewish way in which we connect to, to our lost loved ones. So the simple and upright person is one who bows his head to kiss a Torah. He's a person that has respect for rabbis. He's a person that's respectful to everything around him. And um, the founder of Hasidim, the holy Baal Shem Tov, eh, he says that um, he taught us that people of simple faith are so special that their prayers can pierce the heavens. They, they can they can um, they can just open the gates of heaven because of their sincerity they're sincere they're genuine they're not trying to be something that that they're not so this quality of simplicity sheds light on an enigmatic sequence in our prayer books one of the prayers that many people are familiar with enke lokeinu and uh, which is enke lokeinu right so some communities recite it daily and some leave it for shabbat uh, the words mean, en kelokeino mean there is none like our God. Then in the next line we say, mi kelokeino. So who is like our God? Now surely we should first be asking, who is like our God? First we should say, mi kelokeino, who is for, like our God? But in, instead we say, en kelokeino, there is none like our God. So who is like our God? And then by giving the obvious answer, there is none like our God, why do we give the answer before the question? So this is, um, this is something interesting to, to note. So one famous explanation of this discrepancy is that we must first express our simple faith in Hashem. So first we say, first we say, there is none like our God. There's nothing like God. And then we say, who is like our God? Because first for us, there's nobody like him. So, so once we have established this fundamental principle of faith, we are then permitted to ask Mikel Okeino, and is there anyone else out there that is like him, that compares like him? And as, are there any other candidates for us to worship and pray to? So, but the answer is so obvious that, it, that we say it outright and upfront, Enkel Okeino. There is none like our God. There's no question about it. We don't even question it. So now you want to ask questions and discuss philosophy? By all means, but first the principle of faith is that there's none like our God. So also the, the difference between a person that is a, a tamim, that is a wholehearted, straightforward person and a person that is a non-tamim is the ability to Im immediately accept new things. 
So for example, we get this coronavirus where our whole lives weren't upside down. We were always waking up and knowing where we were gonna go and what we were gonna do and where we're gonna work and everything was like settled. And suddenly the lives of everybody turned upside down. So a person that is Tamim, if you wanna know if you're a Tamim person, a Tamim person is a person that is measured by his reaction. If the person is able to withstand changes and go with the flow and accept it and say, you know what, this is from God, God sent this to me, and I have to, I have to be able to, to, to go with it, uh, to, to get comfortable with it, not fight it, just go with the flow, go with this, then you know you're a person that is simple in, in, in your heart. You're, you're a tamim, not a simple foolish person, a simple intelligent person. So, so we see here that the questions uh, in the Passover Seder, uh, we see that the tam, that is one of the four sons, also asks questions, he also asks questions, and the Talmud is filled with questions and arguments, propositions and rebuttals. We're not meant to stay quiet and not question. The Jewish people are meant to question. You know, the other day I was listening to this girl that converted to Judaism. And she came from a very, very religious, from Christian family. And she says that one of the things that turned her off was that she could never ask questions. Every time she went to the, to the church, to the priest and asked a question, he would go like, shh, shh, don't ask. Here we don't ask, we have simple faith. Here we don't ask. And this girl, she had so many questions. She, 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 was, she was a person that wanted to know. And she went to college and she started learning different religions. And when she came to the, to the class on Judaism, the first thing the teacher asked, said when they came in, he said, welcome to the class of questions. Judaism is a religion of questions. And when she heard him, she says, oh, he got me. This is it, this is the place for me. So we are meant to question, we're meant to challenge, we're meant to understand what we, we need to understand. And we, we start with the premise of believe and then ask questions. First, we have to believe. First, we have to believe. Now, a non-believer is always gonna find the, the reason not to believe. But a person that believes is a person that is looking for answers to believe. So, so we see here that we must believe and then ask questions like with simple humility and with sincere wholehearted and genuine faith and trust in God. So we're beginning a new month, we're beginning the month of Elul, God willing this week, and it's a month of Teshuvah, it's a month of return of going back to who we really are. The, the opportunity is huge. But the first step to being able to connect to God, to do Teshuvah, to return, is to be simple, is to be wholehearted, is to be straightforward. This is the first step. Because if we're haughty and arrogant and full of pride, we can never come to achieve a, a true uh, wholehearted Teshuvah. So let us be simple, let us not be sly, let us be simple people, humble people. Let us not be people that are too shrewd and scheming people like, like politicians that they're full of bluff or, 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 or people that are just 
not simple and wholehearted people, not straightforward people. Let us learn to be straight and upright and, and genuine so that one day in, in many, many years to come, the day that we leave this world, it says here lies a tamim, here lies a simple and upright person. So I want to wish you a good week, a Rosh Hodesh Tov, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.